Welcome to Hidden Risk, a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Black Kite, the only platform capable of uncovering risk from three dimensions. To learn more about our sponsor, visit blackkite.com. I'm your host, Charlie Osborne. Joining me today is Jeffrey Wheatman, Senior Vice President and Cyber Risk Evangelist at Black Kite. Jeffrey, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Hi, Charlie. It is my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. So today I would like to discuss the concept of continuous monitoring in IT environments. So to begin, Jeffrey, could you please tell our listeners what continuous monitoring means? Sure. That's a great question. I think we tend to make a lot of assumptions that everyone in the audience understands exactly what we're talking about. So I think it's great to start there. Continuous monitoring is the concept that has evolved over the last number of years within cybersecurity and risk management that tells us that point in time snapshots, knowing what we have going on on you know, a Monday at 9 a.m. is not that useful because over time, things change. We have chaos, we have drift, there's configuration change, and the farther you get away from the point of detection, the less accurate it is. So continuous monitoring is about deploying a variety of mechanisms so that you are constantly getting inbound fresh data that is updated. The old data gets chucked out, the new data gets integrated, and it enables us to really see trends much, much more effectively. It enables us to be more, dare I say, predictive because we have so much data to look back upon. There's an old adage from Lord Kelvin that if you can't measure it, you can't monitor it. And I would actually add to that If you don't do continuous monitoring, you're in fact not managing anything. You're managing older problems and not necessarily the new things that are going on at the current time. And how has the idea of continuous monitoring changed over time? I'll give you an example within third-party risk because that's an area that I'm currently speaking with a lot of people about. So historically, what's happened is people would send out a questionnaire. They would get the questionnaire and they would parse it and read it, et cetera. And they would say, okay, so here's the risk of this particular partner. But again, the farther we get away from that, even assuming it's accurate in the first place, which is open for discussion, but the farther away we get, the less accurate that report, that questionnaire, that scan becomes. So what we've seen in our customer base is this continuous effort to understand what's going on today, what's going on right now, as close to real time, because I think real time is a bit of a reach, but as close to real time as we can get, the more accurate, the more updated, the more timely, the more precise the data is, the easier it is for us to make decisions and the more defensible those decisions are upon. Imagine in the real world, if you had to make an investment decision and all you could look at was financials from the company you want to invest in from six, nine, 12 months ago, you wouldn't really feel very comfortable making that investment. And yet for a long time in security, that is what people did. We're seeing this move from once a year to once a quarter, to once a month, to once a week, to once a day, to this continuous monitoring. And I think that's a really, really key thing. We want to get as close to real time and real time updated as possible. I don't know that we'll ever get quite there, but we get pretty close. And on that point, why is continuous monitoring considered difficult now? Terrific question. There are a lot of reasons why it's become challenging. Number one, people don't have enough data sources. If you're only pulling from one particular source or two particular sources or even a hundred sources, you don't really have a high level of confidence that the data is accurate. The second thing is, what do you do with all that data? How do you parse it? We, for example, have one of the largest data stores in Google. 
the average organization is never going to be able to parse that much data. So the ability to take all that data and actually understand what it means, we really need to go from data, which is ones and zeros, to information, which is applying business context, to intelligence, which is actually being able to drive better decisions, to be able to validate your decisions. Imagine if you make a change in your environment and you can't tell whether it's done anything for a year or longer in some cases. So moving towards continuous monitoring gives you the ability to get closer and closer to the deterministic element around your investment. Some of the other challenges are around taxonomy and what does it mean when we say risk, threat, vulnerability, financial implication, et cetera. So those things are always open for discussion. The different formats of data from all of these sources lead to complications. The throwback when vulnerability management was a new thing many, many years ago, and I'm showing my age now, we saw all these vendors, they were essentially doing the same thing, but one of them would say, well, we detect 30,000 vulnerabilities. And the other would say, well, we detect 100,000 vulnerabilities. But when you do a deeper dive, it turns out they're looking for the same things. They're just measuring the number in a different way. So being able to take all of that and normalize it and actually output that in a standards-based format. So rather than, and you can't see me, but um, you know the old adage, what has two thumbs and says this thing is true? This person right here. So continuous monitoring moves us away from that. We can then say, we're not making a decision because I think so. We're making a decision because the data tells us that this is a more optimal solution, a more efficient solution, a more effective solution. So continuously moving toward that continuous monitoring, toward real-time data integration, toward real-time data parsing, towards real-time data analysis, being able to see the impact on our risk exposure across the entirety of our ecosystem and not just what we're doing. We always know what we're doing in real time, but we rarely know what our partners are. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Black Kite knows how complex it can be managing your cyber ecosystem risk. You're forced to either use a manual process or rely on old school ratings or scorecards. Neither option gives you a full picture of risk and both force you to make decisions with blind sides and this uncertainty causes increased stress. Black Kite illuminates risk in your cyber ecosystem. Our deep insights help you ease the tension caused by the unknown in your cyber ecosystem. We do this by giving you more than a risk score. We've created an automated system that provides real-time and accurate risk intelligence. Our data is accurate, reliable, detailed, and operationalized, so you can make informed risk decisions across your ever-changing cyber ecosystem. To learn more, visit blackkite.com. And now, back to the podcast. And what can companies do to make achieving continuous monitoring easier? So I think there are a couple of things that organizations can do. And I think one is taking this massive problem and chunking it up into a set of smaller problems. So as an example, if I told you, you had to patch 10,000 servers in an hour, you would say there is absolutely no way you could do that. But I'll bet you could patch 50 servers in an hour. So why don't we figure out what the process for that looks like and then see what happens when we expand it to 100, to 1,000, to 5,000, to 10,000. So that's the way we get to continuous monitoring. So within the auspices of third-party risk and ecosystem risk, maybe you want to implement continuous monitoring on your top 100 partners just to see what that's like and to see how that amount of information and intelligence helps you make better decisions. 
And then once you feel comfortable there, you can start to expand that. So it's this concentric circle model where you focus on the biggest risks that are closer to you first, and then you start to expand out as you go. So if you think about throwing a rock in a pond, those circles that continue to go. So that's one thing, chunking it up into smaller problems. I think understanding where your data is coming from. So what are your data sources? An example there would be if your only data source is what your partner tells you they're doing, do you have a level of confidence in that? And most people would say not really. And I don't think people filling out those questionnaires are deliberately being disingenuous, but I think sometimes they don't know and sometimes they make approximations. And if you say, do you do this, whatever this is, maybe it's multi-factor authentication, maybe it's data encryption, are you doing it everywhere? Well, not everywhere. We're doing it in these key systems and that's okay, but it's that communication and understanding what your data sources are and what your level of confidence is. And I think that's really critical. And then to be somewhat self-serving, I think investing in a platform like Black Kite, where we do all the heavy lifting for you, we gather all of the data, we validate all those data sources, we test them, we compare them against each other. We don't put anything in our platform unless it shows up in multiple points within our data. And that's what makes our offering so strong and so powerful because you have confidence in the data, you have confidence in the accuracy, the precision, the efficacy, et cetera. So being able to automate some of that continuous monitoring using tooling and instrumentation. And don't get me wrong, there are many, many ways to do this, but looking at a platform that has been doing this for a decade, being able to pull all of this data together and understand, because we do a lot of research out in the market. We have a customer advisory board and we're talking to those folks. We have advisors for us. So we know what CISOs are doing. And I'm very active on LinkedIn as an example. And I'm constantly reaching out to my colleague and saying, hey, we heard about people doing this. Are you doing it? Is it working? So being able to learn from other people's successes, but I always say this, more importantly, we want to learn from other people's failures. I think it's much, much more interesting to know why something didn't work than something did, because that is how we get better. That is how we move forward. That is how we continue to be more effective and more efficient at risk management. So just to kind of recap that, because I know that was a lot of stuff very quickly. So understanding your data sources, being able to chunk the problem into smaller, easily digestible. There's an old adage, how do you eat the elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. So looking at those kinds of things and understanding, and then of course, looking for tools and instrumentation and platforms that can help you automate automation. I speak with a lot of CISOs and what I've been hearing a lot of is automation's great, but we need people to do it. And then we need people to monitor it. And having a tool or a platform to be able to do that is incredibly, incredibly powerful and really accelerates this. It allows organizations to hit the ground running. We have customers who have told us they've been trying to get ahead of this third-party risk problem for years, and they deploy these tools, they deploy our platform, and all of a sudden now they have data and they can make decisions and they can look and say, wow, we didn't realize that was an issue. And then I'll just share one last example of how continuous monitoring is so powerful. We had a client of ours who noticed that one of their critical vendors had a spike in a metric we have called ransomware susceptibility index. So it basically talks about what the likelihood is of getting hit of ransomware. And they saw a spike there and they reached out to that partner and said, hey, what's going on over there? And the partner said to them, how did you know we got hit with ransomware this morning? And we didn't. And our customer didn't. 
But because we had all this data pumping in, we saw that the potential likelihood, the potential possibility or probability of that vendor getting hit with ransomware significantly spiked due to the lapse in a bunch of controls all at the same time. Perfect storm. But that's the kind of thing that continuous monitoring can help you do, getting ahead of the curve, understanding when you have software vulnerabilities in your digital and physical supply chain, understanding, hey, this critical partner right here, they're not doing basic blocking and tackling. They're not really doing a great job protecting themselves. Therefore, they are not doing a great job protecting us, and we can then be proactive and we can reach out to those partners before they get hit, before they get taken down, before they suffer an outage of a day, a week, or a month in some cases. So it's definitely an achievable thing. It's a challenge. I'm a big fan of that perfect is the enemy of good. And I think that if we seek real-time monitoring and continuous controls in everything in our environment, we will never, ever get there. So why don't we find some opportunities to get big wins and then you can build on those. So it's definitely something that is going to be more and more important. I think from a defensibility perspective, if you have an incident, going to the people asking you questions and saying, what did you do? And saying, well, we have this questionnaire from 27 months ago and they told us our partner was doing a great job protecting our data. Well, it turns out not so much. That's why continuous controls monitoring is so important in everything, but in particular for managing third-party and extended ecosystem risk. Jeffrey, thank you for taking the time to speak to us today and sharing your insight with our listeners. It was my pleasure, Charlie. Hidden Risk is a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Black Kite. An award-winning intelligence platform, Black Kite is disrupting traditional third-party risk management practices worldwide by providing cybersecurity experts with full visibility they've never experienced before. To learn more about our sponsor, visit blackkite.com. For more of our media, visit our website at cybersecurityventures.com.